Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here with Joe Kerr today, and thank you for joining us. Let me ask you, what happens in the afterlife? Do you know what the Bible teaches on this important topic? Well, in this episode, we have the honor of learning from evangelist Donald Perkins. Don has served as an assistant pastor and taught on the subject of Bible prophecy at several Bible colleges and training centers. And he travels extensively as a well-respected speaker on Bible prophecy for conferences, seminars, and at local churches. Don is also a contributing author to the Dictionary of Premillennial Theology and is a member of the Pre-Trib Research Study Group founded by the late Dr. Tim LaHaye. And we wanted to mention that Don is also a content provider and on the board of directors for Blue Letter Bible Ministries, a free online Bible study program we recommend at blueletterbible.com. Don, welcome to the program today. Well, Dylan, it's it's, uh, an honor and a privilege to be with you guys today, and I'm looking forward to our time of study. Well, we appreciate it, and we've had you on here before, so our listeners know a little bit about you and your background. So we're going to dive right in and talk about the afterlife, this idea of heaven and hell and what the Bible says about it, one of the most frequently debated issues today among people regarding the afterlife. And we're going to start on the good side, though. We'll talk about heaven, because Jesus, the prophets, and the apostles wrote about both heaven and hell, and people who are watchmen are familiar with the topic, but we want to at least cover the basics a little bit. So, Don, get us started with what the Bible teaches us on the topic of heaven. Well, one thing about heaven, it's it's a reality. Uh, it's a, a place that the Scripture literally speaks a lot about. And again, many people uh, have different ideas, different understanding. But, you know, if you go to the Word of God, the Bible really spells it out clearly about heaven. Uh, heaven will be the eternal home of the redeemed. Uh, it, it will be the place where we will spend eternity with uh, God and the Lamb. Uh, and again, as we unpack this uh, study this morning, we're going to see some wonderful things. But uh, heaven is a place that's prepared, the Bible says. And uh, Jesus has talked a lot about it. As a matter of fact, he said in his Father's house with many mansions or many dwelling places, he said he'd go to prepare a place for us. So uh, heaven... Uh, which we're going to see based on Scripture, is the eternal home of the redeemed. Now, uh, again, a lot of people have different ideas about heaven. Some people think we're going to spend eternity floating on clouds uh, with uh, harps in our hands and wings and eating Philadelphia cream cheese. But, you know, that's totally unbiblical. Uh, Heaven, there are three different compartments of heaven. Uh, You have the sky that you see. You have the universe, which is the stars and the Milky Way. And then you have the third heaven, which is God's abode. Uh, this is where Father God resides. Now, when you get to the end of the story or the end of the book of Revelation, heaven will literally become a part of planet Earth. And that says we're going to live eternity upon a new heavens and a new earth, which will be a part of the new earth. So uh, we will spend eternity on the new earth, which will be the new heaven on planet Earth. So based on scripture, I mean, we're going to see some beautiful things you know, about heaven. So if I can say anything just to start it off, heaven is real and you can believe in it. 
That's excellent. And you talk about that in your DVD, the two realities. But it's important for people to know some of the myths and legends that have kind of been confused with the biblical story of heaven and the truth is that we know that Jesus taught, the prophets, the disciples, all of them discussed. Separate that a little bit more for us. What are some of the common misconceptions that people have about heaven? Well, you know, heaven, believe it or not, <clears throat> is not taught a lot in in churches, and as a result of that, the world will always make an attempt to try to uh, answer the question about heaven. Uh, I got different articles. I got one article from Time Magazine that's called Rethinking Heaven. And, you know, different periodicals like this, they try to tackle the subject of heaven. So in doing that, all these different magazines, periodicals, different um, religions and cult groups come up with some very weird ideas. Uh, I know of one group believe that there are nine levels of heaven which again is unbiblical because the Bible only shows us three. As I mentioned earlier, the sky, the blue sky you see, the universe, the stars and Milky Way, and then the third heaven, God's abode. So if people believe that, uh, I, I, I alluded to it earlier in my first comment, some believe that heaven would be uh, where all the saints would go, <clears throat> all the saints will obtain wings, or uh, again, we'll float on clouds, we'll have harps, uh, some believe that uh, in heaven, Christians become angels. You know, there's a lot of different weird ideas, none of which is biblical. Now, heaven is a place. It's a real place. Father God resides there. Uh, you look in the book of Revelation, chapter 4, when John uh, was called up to the throne, he literally looked and peeked into heaven, which is God's abode. Uh, God has a throne there. It's a literal place. There are innumerable hosts of angels that are there. And one day, we that are born again will actually go there. Now, you know, the Bible talks about the rapture of the church. So once, once Christians are raptured, the Bible says we'll be caught up to be with Christ. And what's going to happen once we're raptured, we're literally going to the third heaven, or going, going to God's abode where Father God resides. Uh, we'll be there during the time of the, of the judgment seat. Uh, the Bible also talks about the time of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, that's Revelation chapter 19. That's going to literally be in heaven as well. So heaven is a real place. But again, because of all the misconceptions out there, people have weird ideas about heaven. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't want to go there. You know, here's another misconception. Some people believe that heaven is a boring place. Uh, I collect cartoons about heaven. You know, a lot of the newspapers, you know, they have different articles or, or caricatures. And uh, I got one cartoon that says uh, they show two guys playing harps, floating on clouds with wings. And the guy says, heaven is boring. Because, again, in their mind, they think this is what heaven is all about, floating on clouds, you know, with harps. And that is totally different from what the Bible teaches. You know, uh, as I alluded first, heaven will, will be a part of the new heavens and new earth in the very end. After God has renovated the world, uh, planet Earth, uh, we're going to reside on planet Earth, and heaven will literally come down uh, to Earth. So heaven for eternity is going to be a practical place for the redeemed. Uh, it won't be some bizarre or abstract place. It's going to be a real place uh, in the future. I mean, the the eternal state, rather. It's going to be uh, uh, 
uh, a physical, tangible place for the redeemed. Well, that is so good. And we want to talk more about this when we come back from the break. And I, I want to get to a personal question. I'll leave it hanging before the break, and we'll come back to this. Many people wonder about their loved ones who have already died. Uh, they wonder, are they in heaven now? Where did they go? And whether the current heaven is different from the heaven where we will spend all eternity. You've addressed that some, but when we come back, we want to talk especially about this idea of loved ones who have passed away. Where are they now? So stick with us here on A View from the Wall. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. Have you ever wondered what happened to the 12 disciples of Jesus? Judas killed himself after betraying Christ, but the others remained brave and faithful and died as martyrs. Thomas was tormented with red-hot plates, but would not deny his Lord. Nathaniel had his skin flayed, but would not recant his faith. Did you know the words martyr and witness have a common root word in the Greek language, the language of the New Testament? From a biblical perspective, a witness must be willing to die to self and, if necessary, die for Christ. Scripture directs believers to be bold and courageous. The disciples were. Are you? Courage is contagious. Joining the I Am A Watchman family of believers will help you stand strong in these last days. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. I am a watchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs with Joe Kern. We've been talking with evangelist Don Perkins. And when we left our last segment, we brought up this idea of what happens to our loved ones who have already died. Those who have believed in Jesus, where do they go? Are they in heaven now? Uh, What do we know from what the Bible teaches? Uh, Don, give us a little bit of response to this based on what the Bible says. Well, uh, the Bible really tells us a lot about that. Uh, The Apostle Paul in in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians talked about uh, when a Christian died, that we are absent from the body and we are present with the Lord. So when a Christian died, you know, his flesh is in the earth, but his spirit and soul immediately goes into the presence of the Lord. And uh, at the time of the rapture of the church, uh, the spirit of the redeemed will literally come back with Christ to reunite with their body and be resurrected. This is First Thessalonians chapter 4 at the time of the rapture. So when a Christian dies, your loved one dies, immediately the spirit and soul goes to heaven. Now, one way I can give you a proof text on that is also found in the book of Revelation, chapter 6. Now, this particular part is found in chapter 6, Revelation, during the time of the Great Tribulation. Here, This is uh, where people will get saved during the Tribulation, but many of them will die for their faith. Uh, I'm going to give you the verse here. It's found in Revelation, chapter 6, verses. Uh, 7 to 11, and it talks about these are people who, who literally died during the time of tribulation for their faith. They're going to die for their testimony. But John, he sees them in heaven talking to God. And what's amazing about that is that these people during the time of tribulation for their faith, they're going to accept Christ, they're going to die for their faith, but they are pictured in heaven. John said, I saw the souls of them under the altar. But what's amazing is that they are alive at the time in heaven, they are, they are talking to God. They're asking God, how long will it be before they are avenged 
on those who have murdered them or killed them. So these people in heaven, uh, they have thought process about what happened on earth. And then this particular group of, of uh, believers here who, who got saved in the tribulation and died for their faith, they will literally be resurrected right before the millennial kingdom. Uh, the scripture said that God's going to resurrect them and they'll also receive glorified bodies like us. So when a Christian died, uh, we're absent from the body, but we are present with the Lord. Uh, your loved one continues on living. Uh, they don't cease to exist. They don't cease to live. They don't cease to think about you. Uh, they have memory about, about the past life. Uh, and I think the scriptures are quite clear on that. So our loved ones are there now. Scholars call uh, that body that they have a intermediate body. It's a spirit soul body. Uh, their flesh is not there because the flesh is in the earth waiting for the resurrection when there be uh, complete spirit soul and body. So for the for the uh, uh, born again believer, when they die, they are they are absent from the body, but they are present immediately uh, in the presence of the Lord. Uh, now, when we look at hell, you know, hell is the real place. Uh, uh, what people don't understand about it, that hell was created by God, but in the beginning, it was created for Satan and his angels. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 41, Jesus said he prepared this place for the devil and his angels. But uh, because of sin, uh, the Bible also lets us know that God had to accommodate the fallen man. Uh, the, the, the scripture says that hell had enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. Uh, God had to accommodate the fall of man, which also includes mankind. You find this in Isaiah chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Now, hell is real. It's a reality. It's eternal. Uh, a lot of people have different misconceptions about it. Some teach that when, when a person goes there, that they would burn up uh, completely. They would cease to exist, but the Bible does not teach that. Uh, and what people need to understand is that hell is the judgment of God. Now, some have taught that hell was created by the devil, or that hell is the realm of the devil and heaven is the realm of God. But what they don't understand is that God created both places. And hell is a creation of God. It's a judgment uh, for a rebellious devil and rebellious world. Uh, even the devil is afraid of hell. So hell is a real place. And again, we must, we must understand that. Well, that's interesting. I know that people have lots of views of what happens in the afterlife. And one thing I want to bring up, and this is a little bit of a different topic, you have both heaven and hell presented in Scripture, but people often talk about this idea of purgatory or some other option or a plan C, perhaps, that uh, what happens to us after the afterlife. Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say about that? Does it give any kind of room for that message, or is it very clear in Scripture that there are only two places people go? Yeah, it's very clear in Scripture. Uh, Purgatory really is not is not clear in Scripture. Uh, in the book of Hebrews uh, nine twenty eight, it says, "Appoint the man wants to die after that the judgment." Uh, some people teach that when you go to purgatory, you know, you have time where people can literally pray you out of purgatory, or it's a season that is told in Scripture. When you look at Luke sixteen, uh, it gives the account of the rich man and Lazarus. Uh, Jesus actually quoting uh, this particular account of a man going to hell. I uh, talking about the rich man and the and the poor poor man. The rich man, uh, he went to hell not because he was rich; he went to hell because he didn't repent. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, but uh, the Bible said the rich man died and he was buried, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. So uh, there's no purgatory between that judgment. A uh, person uh, either they're going to accept you know God's way, 
and have eternal life, or they're going to reject God's way and have eternal damnation. And it is that clear. So there's no purgatory. There's no in-between uh, that judgment. Uh, uh, once a person crosses death, his judgment is set. Now, uh, I teach a lot about hell because it's a reality. Uh, I teach it with, with passion. Uh, I teach it also with tears in my eyes because I understand the realness of this place. You know, uh, Jesus understood hell so well that he died for humanity. He understood that he had to die on that cross to give us life. Uh, and had not he died on the cross, every one of us would be would be assigned to this place. But since he died and rose from the dead, he's given mankind a way out. And this was God's way out from this judgment. So Jesus took our place uh, so we won't go to this place called hell. Now, hell is real. Hell does not burn out. Uh, there are many scriptures where the Bible says that, says that hell is, is eternal. Uh, it talks about the flames of hell being eternal. And, and again, uh, many have tried to discount hell. Uh, I mentioned before that because these type of messages, heaven and hell, are not taught in a lot of churches, uh, the devil takes it upon himself to uh, create all these different periodicals. Uh, I have a periodical uh, from the U.S. News and World Report. It's entitled, Hell, A New Vision of the Netherworld. And the cover story was so amazing because it showed a picture of Satan down in hell in Bermuda shorts. He had a drink in his hand in the oh, background. Yeah, in the background, you see people uh, on lawn chairs or lounge chairs and, and chairs and demons are giving them drinks. And then further back, you see uh, people playing volleyball in hell. And all through this article, they tried to destroy the teachings of hell. Now, this was U.S. News and World Report. Uh, when I when I saw this in the newsstand, I was so shocked. I bought two copies of it just to just to have it. And uh, I went through it. They talk about hell as temporary. They talk about hell not being eternal. And because people don't hear this message or they're afraid of this message, they get all these false teachings about it. But hell is real, and you must believe it. Well, that is so important news for all of us to remember that there is a heaven, there is a hell, there are no other options. And it is also important for us to address this issue that God does not want us to be in hell. He intends for us to be with him for eternity. And we're going to talk about that in our next segment. So stay with us here on A View from the Wall. Wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, disasters, violence, immorality, and political corruption. Is there any hope? The answer is yes, but how can you know? Plan now to attend the Hope for Our Times conference June 28th through the 30th in Indian Wells with over 15 world-class speakers, including Pastor James Cadiz. We're not of those people that are going to be overtaken like a thief. Jan Markell. Things are all falling in place, and that's the good news. Dr. David Reagan. God has used this nation, our wealth, and our ingenuity to put the gospel Creativity. out all over the world. And Pastor Jack Hibbs. When you get together with the Lord in these last days, expect Him to speak to you. Reserve your spot for this powerful conference, the Hope for Our Times Conference, June 28th through the 30th in Indian Wells. Log on to HopeForOurTimes.com. A limited number of rooms at the Hyatt Regency have been reserved at a special rate. So log on today at HopeForOurTimes.com. HopeForOurTimes.com.
Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs with Joe Kerr, and we've been talking with Don Perkins of According to Prophecy Ministries. In our last segment, we were talking about different views of the afterlife, of heaven and hell, and how the Bible clearly describes there are only two options for the afterlife and no other. But we also want to be clear that God never intended people to go to hell. Tell us a little bit about this, Don. What is this uh, balanced message that we need to communicate that God created hell and people go there, but that's not God's intent for his people. Amen. You know, and I love that question so much because uh, when Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, 41, he said, you know, the hell was created for the devil and his angels. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about Satan. He stands in the beginning, you know, and because what the devil did, God had to prepare a place for him. It never was God's will for mankind to sin. But when Adam sinned, uh, God had to accommodate the fall of man, you know, and as a result of that, you know, God's plan was that he was going to make a way by which mankind did not have to go there, and that was through his son, Jesus Christ, you know. So uh, I, I love teaching uh, God's purpose and God's love uh, for humanity in the fact that he sent heaven best, Jesus Christ, you know, and it's so simple for people to miss hell. Again, God created this hell, this 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 place called hell. Uh, it's a it's a judgment for Satan and his angels. It's a judgment for rebels. But it was never God's intent for mankind to go there. So therefore, God made a way by which mankind can miss this place. Uh, the scripture says, "Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved." Uh, the Bible says, "Whosoever shall believe on Christ, shall be saved." You know. Uh, so it's so simple for mankind to miss this place. Now, people. Uh, ask the question where, you know, God would never send anyone to hell. Well, that's true in, in in one sense, but God would let you go to hell if a person chooses it. See, God would never violate the will of humanity. Uh, the most powerful thing that God has given every one of us is a will to choose and a will to reject. And God has prepared a simple plan of salvation. If you receive his son, Jesus Christ, you will have life. You know, we quote the scripture all, every time, all the time in uh John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave us all the God and Son. Uh, we quote that all the time. Even many people in the world know that. But, you know, there's another part of that verse that's found in, in John chapter 3, verse 36. And I'm going to quote it here. Jesus, a scripture says here in John three thirty six, it says, He that believeth on the Son have everlasting life. He that believeth not on the Son shall not have life, but the wrath of God abides on him. See, that shows a choice. Man has a choice either to accept God's provision, Jesus Christ, or to reject it. God has made a way for humanity to miss this place called hell. Uh, we need to know that it's a reality, it's a real place, but God has made a way by which mankind can miss it. Now, I'm going to say this too. You can't live good enough to go to heaven. Because people say this all the time, well, I hope I've done enough to go to heaven. No, uh, what you need to do is believe on Christ. You need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you are saved then. Uh, you can't cross all the T's and dot all the I's to have life. Uh, you must accept God's provision, Jesus Christ, to be saved. Now, once you're saved, you know, you will exhibit good deeds and different things like that, but Christ did the work to cause mankind to miss this place called hell. Uh, again, hell is real, and again, we must understand that. Don, you quoted 
Hebrews 9.28, it's appointed to men once to die. Everybody is going to spend eternity in one of those two places, and you describe that so vividly and so clearly. Typically, we end our broadcast, as you know, by asking you to share a word of encouragement and challenge with our watchmen around the world. But this topic of heaven and hell is so critical and so important. Today, there may be some listener who isn't sure where they're going to spend eternity. They know for sure they'd like to go to heaven, but they don't know if that's where they're headed. What should they do, Don? Simply just receive Christ. Receive Jesus today as your Lord and Savior. As I said earlier, the scripture says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. It is so simple. Salvation, coming to Christ is so easy. Just accept him as your Savior. When you accept Christ, you are born again. Jesus Christ will save you. You know, the Bible said that uh, he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What that means is that when you accept Christ, you literally swap places. Jesus, he, uh, he took your sin at the cross and you take his righteousness. Uh, I, I said earlier, you can't live good enough to go to heaven. A lot of good people out there will literally go to hell because they haven't accepted Christ. Jesus Christ was, is and was God's provision for eternal life. And all you have to do is receive Jesus, believe that he died, he rose from the dead, and the Bible says you shall be saved. And again, it's not works, it's belief. You believe in on Christ, you'll have uh, eternal life. Well, that's a great encouragement for all of our listeners today and a great reminder. Maybe you're listening and you're already a believer and you know that and you know you're going to spend an eternity with the Lord in heaven, but you have loved ones, you have friends, you have co-workers or neighbors who have not received Jesus Christ by faith. And this is a great tool that we can use in terms of communicating the gospel. Once again, there are often times where we lack that urgency to share the gospel with others, but this reminder that Christ can come back at any moment moment should stir our hearts to live a holy life, but also to live a life that's devoted to sharing the gospel whenever and wherever we can. Well, Don, in our last couple of minutes that we have left today, I want people to know how they can find out more about your ministry and maybe a little bit about what's going on in your ministry. So in the minute or two that we have, just tell us a little bit about some of your resources and how people can connect with you. Well, our ministry, is, uh, you can find us at uh, number 2 wordprophecy.org. Uh, I have a great resource. If you go to the website there on the front page, midway down, you see a two DVD set entitled The Two Realities. And I go in depth to deal with heaven and hell. Uh, we, you know, these, these are really good uh, presentations, almost an hour in length, each one of them. Uh, but I, I go in depth to explain the realities of both of these places. And, you know, uh, I would encourage you to go by and pick it up. It's a great study. Uh, and it will really help you to understand. Don, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for tackling what can be a difficult subject and making it understandable so people can use that resource and be able to explain the gospel to, like Dylan said, to a friend, a loved one, or if it's just to know for sure themselves. Thank you so much for making a difficult subject easy to understand. Well, thank you for having me, and I always look forward to being a part of your wonderful program. 
Well, again, if you'd like to know more about According to Prophecy Ministries, please go to according the number two prophecy.org. That's according to prophecy.org, and you'll find out all about his ministry and how to pick up your own copy of his DVDs, The Two Realities. And we also want you to know that we appreciate you. So please leave us a comment where you've listened to this broadcast. Uh, feel free to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and even SoundCloud at the username I Am a Watchman. We look forward to joining you next time on our program, A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.